The March to Zion broadcast is a weekly radio production of Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church. The broadcast is under the direction of Elder Tim McCool, Pastor. For more information, contact 205-364-1396 or write the March to Zion broadcast, P.O. Box 270, Carrollton, Alabama, 35447. Stay tuned for a message of God's sovereign grace. This is Tim McCool, pastor of Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church and director of the March Design broadcast. Please stay tuned for a message of salvation by grace.
Good morning. It's my great blessing and privilege to be able to speak to you in this way. We're so very blessed this morning to be able to have Elder Buddy Abernathy, who is a member of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Gordo, Alabama, to be preaching for us. In a few minutes, Brother Buddy will come and bring the message. I would like to invite you to come and worship with us at Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church. We meet each Sunday morning at 1030 and on the second and fourth Wednesday nights at six o'clock. We enjoy worshiping the Lord in a very simple manner. We come together, we sing, we preach, and we pray, and we rejoice in the message of salvation by grace alone. If you've never heard that message, then we're very happy to share that with you here on the radio broadcast, and we're very thankful for the stations that allow us to continue to broadcast. Our website at Bethlehem is BethlehemPBC.org. That's BethlehemPBC.org. I would love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to me by email, it's a very easy way to communicate. My email address is Tim at T-I-M-M-C-C-O-O-L-L-A-W dot com. That's Tim at T-I-M-M-C-C-O-O-L-L-A-W dot com. Following this song, Elder Buddy Abernathy, member of Zion Primitive Baptist Church near Gordo, Alabama, will bring We'll be bringing the message.
Thank you, Brother Tim. I appreciate this opportunity to speak on your broadcast again. Uh, I want to read to you today from Genesis chapter 2, beginning with verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now here we see the familiar story of God creating man from the dust of the earth, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. We know that he then placed the man in the Garden of Eden where he could freely eat of all the trees of the garden. There was only one tree that the Lord told him that he could not partake of, and it's described here as the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now go down to verse 15 for the sake of our limited time. It says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, I will make an help meet for him. Now, before we continue with that, I want you to notice here in verse 17 that the Lord told Adam of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So here's the point read in this. God created man breathed life into his soul, had prepared a paradise in which he was to dwell and he could freely eat and have a very, very happy, joyful, and contented life. And in order for Adam to enjoy that, the Lord said, here's one tree that I don't want you to partake of. Now, I'm sure a lot of speculation could be made as to why this tree was in the garden Uh, was the Lord tempting Adam and different ideas might be put forth but we know the Bible teaches that when it comes to sin the book of James teaches clearly that God cannot be tempted neither tempteth he any man but perhaps this tree was placed there so that man would make a deliberate decision uh, to do the things that God commanded him to do. In other words, he was to honor God by taking deliberate action to do what the Lord instructed him to do and avoid doing what the Lord instructed him to avoid doing. 
So Adam's in this wonderful place. But the Lord looked at the situation and said, it's not good that the man should be alone. So we go down now to verse 21, and it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Now having described this wonderful paradise in which Adam lived, the Lord then said it's not good for him to be alone. So he took this rib from Adam after causing a deep sleep to fall upon him, and from that he formed woman. And this was good for Adam. The Bible teaches, as has already been stated, that um, it was not good for the man to be alone, and God purposed to make a helper for him. Furthermore, uh, we have here in the beginning of time with the first man and woman created that God instituted marriage. He says, notice what Adam said. Uh, notice what the scripture says in verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So we have the first man and the first woman dwelling in a paradise, given one command with regard to what they are not to do. And as long as they obeyed that one commandment of what to avoid, this would have been a perfect paradise in which they would live and enjoy uh, not only one another's fellowship and companionship, but more importantly, they in, would enjoy open fellowship with God himself. So go down now to verse, or rather chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now a lot of preaching could be done on these six verses. 
And I know I've read a lot to you so far, but I'm trying to lay the foundation for what we actually want to focus on for the balance of our time. So here we have Adam disobeying the one law that God gave him. The Lord said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord said, in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, Adam and Eve partook of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And therefore, we know that God being true, the consequence would be death. Now, we know as we read further in the scripture that uh, Adam did not die instantly. He didn't die that day. He didn't die a week later. He didn't die a year later. But I believe what it's teaching here is the consequence of Adam's sin would be a curse upon his body. That is, prior to his disobedience, he had a perfect body, had a body that was in no way influenced or corrupted with the effects of sin. But as a result of Adam's disobedience, the effects of sin on the physical body were now in play. And as a result of that, although they lived much longer back then than we do today, ultimately they died a physical, natural death. And that's the consequence of the effects of sin in our physical body. Now, notice how this is described in uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. It says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now, Paul is here making a direct reference to what transpired approximately 4,000 years in the past, and yet it's crystal clear that he's making reference to this very event, this act of disobedience recorded here in Genesis chapter 3. Because the Apostle Paul says, by one man, sin entered into the world, and death thereby. By one man, sin entered into the world, and death was the consequence. And that's what the Lord had told Adam, that the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. So I'm trying to emphasize to you that a consequence of sin is physical death. And all of the things that might lead up to physical death are, the, are a part of that initial curse that was placed upon Adam as a result of his disobedience. The reason there's disease, the reason our bodies age, the reason we have various health problems. Ultimately, regardless of how uh, good we take care of ourselves, how much we exercise, or 
how much we try to stay on a good diet. We may live to be a hundred years old, but ultimately our bodies will become weakened and incapable of continuing to function in the physical sense in this natural world. And we see that Paul commented on this uh, further in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22. I just want to get one uh, one expression from that verse. It says, uh, As in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, this is speaking of natural physical death. You may be wondering why I'm making such an emphasis upon the physical death of man as a consequence of Adam's disobedience. The reason I'm doing that is because I want to eventually speak to you on the spiritual death of man that was a consequence of Adam's sin. But notice here in 1 Corinthians 15, this is the longest discussion in the Bible with regard to the resurrection of the Lord's people. And the reason Paul gave such a uh, long discussion with regard to it was because there were some that were uh, questioning the resurrection. Some were saying there is no resurrection. And so Paul spent an entire chapter of about 58 verses teaching the truth of the resurrection because he taught there that uh, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then we're without hope. And even those that have already died are perished. That is, if there is no resurrection, then those that we know that have already passed away, they're perished, they're ruined if there is no resurrection. But the point I want you to get from this is what he says here in uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-two: For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, we know that this is still talking about physical death, the physical death of the natural body. In Adam, all die. Now, notice this. It doesn't just say that because of Adam's transgression that he would die, but it says in, in Adam, all die die. Every person you know is going to eventually experience a physical death if the Lord tarries his second coming. We know that if the Lord uh, returns anytime soon that we may avoid natural death, but assuming that that's not in the immediate future, we'll all experience Uh, natural death. But go back now to Romans chapter 5 and uh, verse 12. Wherefore by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, now listen to this, and so death passed upon all men, 
for that all have sinned. Now, did you notice there? It says that all have sinned. Now, we're not responsible for Adam's sin. We weren't there when that happened. We in no way contributed to Adam's disobedience. But see, Adam was our representative. Adam was our father. And uh, it says there that by uh, one man's sin, uh, by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so, that is consequently, death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. We were all cursed as a result of Adam's disobedience. And as a result, we all will face physical death. And that's a part of the permanent curse of sin as a result of Adam's transgression. been listening to the March to Zion broadcast. For more information, contact 205-364-1396 or write to the March to Zion broadcast, P.O. Box 270, Carrollton, Alabama, 35447. Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church is located seven miles east of Gordo and ten miles west of Northport, just off Highway 82 on the Boyd Road near Ecola. Services are each Sunday at 1030 a.m., and the second and fourth Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Please join us next week for another message of God's sovereign grace. Love you.